0: Welcome everybody to episode 24 of SB Unfurled. And friends, we don't have time for any kind of cold open today. There's a lot going on here. Little Bon X with SB Unfurled. Unfurled. We were supposed to be breaking down a game against George Mason, but unfortunately it got canceled due to a snowstorm on top of COVID this year.
1: Yeah, apparently we're not the ones with inaccessible travel. I guess that's the uh, southern schools with their three inches of snow so i never want to hear about how we're in some remote inaccessible outpost on the
2: frontier here in olean apparently saint bonaventure isn't an olean St. Bonaventure isn't Wait, an what, the- what is that? St. Bonaventure isn't an Olean St. Bonaventure what? isn't an Olean is There's nobody else in here with us Bonaventure is an infiltrator. I'll what? show all those fuckers Whoa. I'll show John Rothstein what? I'll show all of them I'll show Lil Bonne X I'll show SB Infilt I'll show all those fuckers who laugh at me St. Bonaventure isn't an Olean
0: okay, I, think, I think we have a stalker or something? I didn't realize we were that big
1: it anyone else in the chat.
0: Yeah, it, it disappeared. Oh, well, okay. So, um... Moving on. I forgot where we're going. Yeah, Mason got canceled, whatever. So, you've been kind of tracking the... The schedule
1: changes. What's been going on? I think they are gonna focus on getting teams a, a balance home and away because we really haven't been an Olean very much in the last St. Uh, Bonaventure isn't is that. an Olean. St. Is Bonaventure, Bonaventure isn't in
2: Olean. What is this guy? See
1: what was
0: that? What, what was that slapping noise? That that's, <laughs> that's 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 troubling. I don't I I don't
1: know. I don't know. Well let's let's you put a, let's can get you put back a firewall at... up or can you is there... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me kick let me make sure that I think yeah, this is a secured room. I wanna okay. Well anyways. Anyways, let's let's move on to the bubble because really we really don't want another snub in Olian.
2: Yeah. Saint Bonaventure isn't an Olian. I'll fucking Whoa. stab, him. Whoa! I stab him. I'll show him. I'll show him the maps. I show him the compasses. I'll show him everything. I'll show him all the evidence. Saint Bonaventure isn't an Olean. Saint Bonaventure isn't an Olian. What compasses?
0: Compasses? <laughs> Who has comp for what? <laughs>
1: What is going on? Oh man! Did
0: you say we oh, have?
1: Uh, yeah, we have a stalker. I think we officially have someone infiltrated our podcast. I don't.
0: Well. I don't know. Look, let's not even let's not even talk about that town because apparently, if we say the name of the place where St. Bonaventure technically isn't located, he's going to get on us. So, a lot of people have been talking about Schmidt possibly going to. Boston and
2: coaching Boston College isn't in Boston. 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 Fuck Curry Hicks, Sage. You think that little fucking prick knows (laughs) shit? He doesn't know anything. He thinks St. Bonaventure (laughs) is only in that fucking loser. I got maps. I got pictures of signs. I'll show (laughs) them all. Boston College isn't in Boston. Boston College isn't in Boston. You guys are laughing at me. Well, I'm laughing at you. I've got the evidence. I've got everything you need.
0: All right. I, I don't know. I don't know what this guy is doing, but I, I just don't want to even, I don't even want to think about what he's even doing in that room, wherever he is. I think we just got to get into Davidson. I know the last time they came up to Olian Oh, no, I did it again.
2: is isn't an Saint Bonaventure isn't an Olean. Alright, alright, we Saint got we, I guess it's a cold Saint open, we gotta restart this again. Especially Unfurled and Friends, an episode 24. It's Saint all
0: Olean! It always has been. Okay, this is for real this time. Welcome everybody to SB Unfurled and Friends, episode 24. Lil Bon X here with SB Unfurled. We're trying to get over this VC loss. It was a very tough one. I was surprised we were able to get it down to a final shot, but sometimes it's hard to win on the road,
1: but we're still in it. I hope we got that creep out of our chat room for good, um, because that was very <laughs> scary. Um yeah. I rebooted. <laughs> I rebooted. We should be good. <laughs> Just don't say okay. the O word to make be serious. Okay, sure. I'll try not to. I'll only <laughs> say bonus. I mean, it's tough like especially having eight days off now. Hopefully eight days off. Hopefully Davidson doesn't also get cancelled. Um tough having eight days off after a game like that. I mean, I get the frustration with the refs and stuff, but you know, I mean I, I do feel like we had our chances there, even though it felt like we were playing against VCU and the refs in VCU um, got called for 24 fouls, but you know, I mean, we still, again, shot bad from three. They did as well. You know, we were three of 15. They were only four of 20. Um, and I thought the bright spot, obviously Jalen Attaway just played phenomenal. Uh, and other than that, I mean, not much production really from uh, efficiency, I guess. Oshun was, was good down low, but um, tough really to get into your defense and play the way we want to play when the refs are calling you for every little touch, you know, especially when VCU's riding guys 90 feet down the court and nothing gets called. And then we're called for little ticky tack fouls. Um, so that, that kind of changed the way we can play defense, I thought, and that really threw us off completely.
0: Yeah. I think it's a little easy to just everybody simply say it's the ref's fault. Look, the refs were God awful. They were probably slightly better than that Rhode Island game. We lost, but they were still pretty bad. However, I don't think that was the reason why we lost because at the end, we were still able to cut it down to a two point deficit with about Mm -hmm. nine minutes to go. And then we immediately let them score eight straight. And on top of that, we had, we had, Very little offense in the first half. It was all Attaway. Flight 33 was the only one really taking off for us. I guess all the other planes must have been on the ground getting de-iced or something Mm -hmm. because of the winter weather we've all been having across the country. I don't know what was going on because Attaway was the only one who could score. And while he has been impressive this year, he's been incredibly efficient, the problem is when he is getting the ball too much, it's because our offense is usually doing inefficient things since they're not running plays to Oshun down low or getting Lofton Welch or Holmes open from deep or even Vasquez because Holmes has been having some foul trouble. I think we also lost control of the tempo of the game after the first 10 to 15 minutes or so, because we were in the lead for most of the first half, but the foul trouble came around with Holmes that, that kind of got us out of sorts for a little bit. So I don't, I don't want to totally blame on the refs because at the end, we were still hanging around. We still had plenty of opportunities to not only take the lead, but, but keep the lead. Yeah. It didn't happen. I, I personally think we got a good shot at beating VCU. If we play them in the Robin center, importantly at tens, yeah. if we play them in the Siegel center for eight tens, I don't know about that <laughs> one, but if we play them in the Robin center, technically neutral court, I I'm not too afraid of playing this team again. I know they're top of the conference. They just beat, Richmond on Thursday night. I'm not or Wednesday night, sorry. I'm not too worried about them. I'm more worried about St. Louis when it comes to St. Louis or VCU for winning A10s.
1: Yeah, and I thought also we gave up 19 offensive rebounds. Um not there have been games where we've been bad giving up offensive rebounds, but you just can't do that like you you got to close out and you can't let them get second chance points. They didn't shoot well at all, really. I mean, four of 20 from three is really bad, uh, only 20%. But they were able to get some second chance points when we, I thought, should have had those you know, defensive rebounds. So giving up 19 offensive rebounds to them. And then you talk about how that defense can take us out of our game. You know, They get into the passing lanes. They disrupt you. They make you make mistakes. Um, We only had nine assists and our team is so you, I mean, everyone has seen how good we are at sharing the ball. Um, And we've been at one game. We've had like 27 assists. I think it might be like a team record only nine in this game. So they definitely took us out of our rhythm that way made it very tough for us to share the ball and get into our offense. And then, you know, they, they capitalized on the offensive glass too. This is also why I'm, not too upset about the George Mason game getting
0: canceled other because other than the fact that we won't have to possibly lose a bad road game. We need rest. Our team is not really built to kind of survive your typical 30 game season considering the lack of bench. And we saw the lack of bench once again exposed in the middle 20 minutes or so of the VCU game with Vasquez coming in. Vasquez was, he was all right. He was getting to the rim. He had you know, six of seven from the free throw line. He's actually one of the best free throw shooters on the team this year. We're kind of struggling on that end, yeah. relatively speaking. But other than that, nobody else is able to step up on the bench. Eddie Creel, only a couple minutes. We're not going to be seeing the bench that much. So... It's kind of okay for us to only play once every eight days when you're playing all these guys 40 minutes. And maybe that's Schmidt's thinking that he wants to mm-hmm. maximize the starters when they aren't playing as many games. Yep. But that's definitely going to bite us trying to play 120 minutes to win an A-10
1: title. And I looked into this a couple of days ago. Lofton and Welch still haven't played as many minutes as they did in last year's out-of-conference. They. Huh. Yeah, so and that makes sense. I mean, we've played what, thirteen games? We're ten and three. That's a t thirteen games is a normal out of conference schedule. So it, here it is, the second half of February, and our guys haven't even played as many minutes as they did into like the, the SUNY Amherst game last year. Um so that might be Schmidt's thinking if there is a season to have an Iron Man five and to really have your starters go in thirty-eight, forty minutes a game. This could be the season because of how abridged it is. But even if they can play 40 minutes, even if they're,
0: you know, they have NBA level athleticism and stamina, you're going to run into situations where the past two games, Jaron Holmes has had three fouls. Welch has had two fouls. Lofton even had some foul trouble. O'Shun, even though he fouled out, it was kind of at the end with some of the foul game stuff that we had to play. I don't think you can just roll with five and expect it to be completely okay. Especially Mm -hmm. if you're going to be playing on the road or in neutral sites, you're going to get these foul calls and you're going to get into foul situations where you need Vasquez or
1: Creel or Shaw to step up. Yeah. Especially because it seems like primarily we do play a pretty solid man to man. I wouldn't say overly aggressive, but you know, we're a solid defensive man to man team. And um, when you are, a solid man-to-man defensive team, that is when you can get into foul trouble. And I, I completely agree. Um, especially with the way VCU plays, it's, it's tough to stay out of foul trouble sometimes because they are very athletic. They will try to attack you. I think they're very well coached and, and Highland has been incredible. Um, I, I thought, I think he could be the A 10 player of the year I don't know if he'll get it for sure but he's he, he's my pick yeah he's
0: like the Bonnies and St. Louis they have depth in terms of the starting five yeah honestly nobody on VCU besides Bones scares me but mm-hmm. Bones really scares me
1: yeah and he is a guy who is going to take a ton of threes I mean he shot 12 he's not always attacking the rim um, but I think he did a good job he shot 10 free throws uh, on Friday so he did a good job getting Getting into position and getting fouls called on our guys. Um, and when you're on the road and you play a tough man to man defense, that's going to end up happening. So I agree. It's like it's crucial to get some experience for the Creel and Shaw. Vasquez has enough experience, I think. I don't think there's a major drop off when he comes in at all. I think he's been okay this year but he's got to hit a rhythm but, he's got to yeah a shooting exactly rhythm. He's, and, a, and he's a streaky shooter it's tough to get into a rhythm when in the back of your head you're like well if i miss this am i going to get pulled i it's kind of spot minutes and it's yeah i agree it's very tough to get into a rhythm especially his type of um game when you're you know a, a three-point shooter
0: one final thing on on vcu before we put this to bed and hopefully get some revenge at a 10s next month what did you think about the lineup at the very end because Oshun fouled out and Attaway ended up playing the five? What'd you think of that?
1: I don't think the way that game was and how um, VCU plays, I wasn't surprised at all. I don't think we'll see very much of that. Like you can get away <laughs> with it when you have Griffin, you know, Griffin was six, 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 seven, but he could play the five for, for a while and he was in our best lineup in 2018, he was at the five and people have compared Attaway in some ways to Griffin, but I, I think Griffin can extend out to the five for 20 minutes a game. I don't think Attaway should be at is really a, a three, you know, he's already out of position at the four a little bit. Um, and we've talked about how he, you know, he's, he's been great this year at the four and it's exactly what we needed, but pushing him up to the five is a bit much, especially VCU, you know, Hassan Ward, Corey Douglas they're they're big you know Douglas is pretty physical um so it's I I don't think we'll see very much of that you know if in most matchups I think Shaw will come in if Oshun's in foul trouble sure but that lineup did better
0: than I thought it would so I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed depending on the matchup to see it again maybe for a couple minutes if Oshun needs a break and Shaw's you know not up to it or maybe he's also in foul trouble but I wouldn't be opposed to it now (laughs) If you've been listening to us the last two weeks, which I hope you have, you've been voting in our Schmitty Awards, our one-year anniversary celebration of all the cool stuff we did in our first year of SB Unfurled and Friends. We got the award winners here that have been decided. This was a really tough competition for some of these awards. What'd you? you
1: think? Mean, I know you already know who won, but what do you think? I, actually, I don't know who won. I wanted this to be a surprise. You know who won? One. I only know, well, I know who won two of them. So okay. I know yeah, I know I know two of them because I looked at one and you told me the other. Other than that, I have no clue. I can kind of make assumptions of who I think will win. Um, but I, I wanted this to be a surprise. All right. Well, let's go ahead and check out the winners.
0: And now the first annual Schmidty Award winners. Best A10 fan, episode two, Captain Beer for Saint Bonaventure.
1: Well, I just try to be loud at every game. I mean, I love Bonnie's basketball, and I try to get that going around me. So by starting chance, if I have to, doing whatever, just get everyone loud, pumped up. I saw people yesterday go up to uh, Captain Beer wanting his picture. They're like grown men going up to him, having people take their picture with them.
0: Best segment, episode 20, Olean sales pitch to the Atlantic 10. I'm starving. Hey, townie, I've never met before. What are the best places to get some food in olean
1: yeah i know that that vcu pad if he if he would come here you know he, he he'd eat at applebee's and, and a lot of those vcu fans would probably go to Applebee's. best fake
0: schmidt episode six super tuesday schmidt i can take on anybody <laughs> and we are the number one program that is made to do one thing defeat dayton And so I ask you in a call to arms, Bana Nation, Espion Feld and Friends, Episode 6, Let's Go Bonas! Marky Rock. Best Fake Rothstein, Episode 12, Rothstein Escapes a Haunted House. Mark Schmidt, more with less Mark Schmidt, more with less. Wait a minute, what's that? Yes, Oh, yes, Virginia basketball, <laughs> a thing of beauty. Best guest, episode 13, Jalen, Flight 33, Attaway. What's like your go-to, like number one celebration?
3: After a dunk or something like that, you, you might see me like, you know, do like the, the wings, like both my arms out and kind of getting low and like running back on defense, something like that. <laughs> I love it. Best cold open,
0: episode 20. VCU Tory interrupts inauguration. I've obtained this invoice from Clay Travis of you paying Burisma to rig the game. That's a receipt from Dunkies. All right, that's it, Tory. Stick to sports. So there you have it. The first annual Schmitty Award winners. I was surprised pleasantly for Jalen Attaway. Oh The yeah. Indiana hive for SB Unfurled and Friends, you all are listening. I can tell by the analytics, you guys are strong in Indiana. You guys came through for Jalen. I thought it would have been either Woj or Andrew Nicholson, but right. Jalen Attaway, he's had a hell of a performance on the court, and now in the Schmitties, he had a hell of a performance too.
1: And he was just A-10 co-player of the week because of how, how well he has been playing, averaging I think over 20 points the last two games. And oh, then- wow. So the accolades keep coming. I mean, that was kind of an appetizer. The A10 Co Player of the Week, he, the the SB Unfurled and Friends Best Guest is the main course. I mean, dominating in dominating fashion, landslide yeah, over. It was Woj, not even close. Nicholson, Lenardi, uh, Oshun. Um, I mean, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> I, I I liked having him on. I would love to have him on again. Um, and that was kind of an introduction before anyone had really seen him play. And it would be great now that everyone has seen him play. And he's, you know, he was already a fan favorite because of his bench antics, but now even more so because of how well he's been doing.
0: Yeah. Maybe next time we get him on, he can give us an acceptance speech, but one of the Schmidty <laughs> award winners did give us an acceptance speech it asked. is the best A-10 fan, Captain Beer, with a huge win in that category. He gave us an acceptance speech. Let's go ahead and listen. Captain
3: Beer! Captain, Captain Beer! Captain Beer! Thank you.
1: Thank you, guys. Uh, it's such an honor to be here tonight to accept this wonderful award. Uh, to even be nominated for it means, means so much to me. And to be the winner is uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, first off, I just want to thank... Thank my family and my friends uh, for helping me helping me get to where I am today. Uh, second, I would like to thank Budweiser and Bat. I mean, without them, who knows where I would be. I, whew, that'd be tough. That
2: uh, finally,
1: I would just like to thank the Olean Mall and Spirit Halloween. Inside the Olean Mall in October. Uh, without you guys, without Olean Mall and Spirit Halloween, I would, Captain Beer wouldn't be a thing. So, all the, all the everything goes to them. Thank you.
0: Congratulations to Captain Beer. He had a little bit of a small crowd there cheering him on. I know with COVID, you got to be careful with the crowd sizes, but he had some supporters. The Captain Beer army is strong as well as the Attaway fans. Got to love Captain Beer. Can't wait to see him once once everything gets a little bit back to normal.
1: I was picturing him while I listened to that, like up at the Oscars with a tuxedo and a beer hat on. And like Tom... <laughs> Meryl Streep is just like disgusted and like he's, he's like sweaty and smells like beer and jumping around and they're all just totally disgusted by him. Imagine Captain Beer taking like best picture away from yeah. Meryl Streep
0: and she's just like what maybe maybe if I had worn like some Chardonnay on my head or something I could have I could have done this. <laughs> so before we get to our next interview on SB Unfurled and Friends, this is going to be a great one. Also, for some Davidson fans that might be checking out the competition today, too. We recorded this, though, back when the Bonnies and Davidson were supposed to be playing on January 30th. This was going to be a huge get for us. It still is a huge get for us. We've been quiet about who this is. But just in case, here's some couple dated things that might seem a little weird. I tried cutting out some things just to make sure it sounds timely, but just in case you kind of think about, wait, wait, that didn't happen the other day. You'll—I don't want to spoil anything more, but just in case you thought about it, this was recorded a few weeks ago. But this guy was a great—this uh, guy was a great sport, and we enjoyed having him.
1: Yeah, this is our first non-Bana player, I believe. Correct. Yes, this would. Yes, this is our first non-Bana player.
3: My so Russell. I stretch work yoga. You know
0: I got it down, dog. Al Roker. you used to knock pounds off. It ain't nothing for me to knock pounds off. If these MCs praying for my downfall, they're just haters. away wave you. I'm so player. i never be done. I'm so rager. We killing the game. It's not fair. All right, we would like to welcome our newest friend to SB Unfurled and Friends. And until about 11 months ago, I absolutely absolutely would not have called this guy a friend. I would have called him a mortal enemy, but thanks to his clapbacks on Twitter with Bonnie's fans, he is a friend as far as I'm concerned. Jack Gibbs, former Davidson guard, former A-10 first all team, and still current A-10 Twitter all team. As far as I'm concerned, Jack, thanks for joining us. Yeah.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we were hoping to get you on just because of all the nonsense that was happening back and forth before last year's game. And of course, you guys obviously got the last laugh. Let's just start off for especially some newer Bonnie's fans who may not have even been at 2016 at the A-10 tournament because Unfurled, unfurled, were you there? Because I was there.
1: Yes, I was there.
0: All right. So yeah, I was there and I still maintain, I will tell you this, I'm, I'm looking at you right now on Zoom. That was the most Pain I've ever felt watching a sporting event, like afterwards. So you are responsible for that. So I hope you feel good about that.
3: Definitely do feel good about that.
0: <laughs> but let's go through that game. So that that was a huge game for you guys because you guys needed to basically win the tournament and get in. Whereas we were mm-hmm. right on the bubble, and it turns out we didn't make it. So, uh, so just take me through that game. What was it like going into that game? Uh, what were you what were you kind of expecting against the Bonnies?
3: Yeah, I mean we knew that obviously Jalen Adams and Mobley can score with the best. Well, some, they are some of the best scores in a 10. So it was obviously kind of try to contain them as much as we can. I mean, it's always tough when you have two very good guards that can kind of go off at any moment. So, um, obviously containing them and just it's, it's, it's in the tournament. So like anything can happen. So we just wanted to go out there. We didn't want our season to really end. And I know Brian hit a big, Big deep three. I think Peyton got fouled at the end. Like we had some, we had some uh, tough buckets on the stretch that kind of helped us pull that one out.
1: I do have some old tweets. We have to, we have to hold you accountable not only for your tweets last year, Jack, but
3: wait, also, wait, wait, hold on.
1: Let's do this in wait.
0: chronological order because <laughs> I, I mean, I've I've blocked a lot of this out of my memory. I'm actually trying to pull <laughs> up the games, the game like box score just to kind of go over this because as far as I remember, like Adams and Mobley both got dinged up towards the end of that second half. I believe I don't remember our exact score of what we were up, but I believe we were up by quite a few points up until the very
3: end. So, what were you kind of thinking down the stretch there? I knew that we had some guys that can make shots, a la Peyton, me, Brian, and some guys that can make. Who's Brian, play, by so the way?
0: I'm sorry because we're we're, we're Bri- not a Brian Sullivan. Bot. <laughs> number,
3: Brian Sullivan, number three. Oh yeah, current coach at Davidson. Uh, okay. Very yeah, very that. good shooter. He hit a he hit a deep three during the game to kind of seal it, I think in OT. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just wanted, we just wanted to make shots. Uh, Obviously our whole season kind of, we relied on the outside shot. And so luckily down the stretch, some of those fold fell. Uh, Peyton got, Peyton got fouled on a three, which also helped. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was definitely one of the more fun games that I played in, uh, especially with us needing to win and, you guys trying to fight for an at large bid, so yeah, there was definitely a lot riding on that one.
0: What was it like in the Barclays that night? Because as far as I remember, it was a pretty pro bono crowd there.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like uh, we they definitely. I feel like none of my A ten tournaments we've had a very big crowd just because, obviously, being in North Carolina, all the sites are usually a lot farther away for us than most people. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was definitely more of a bona Saint Bonaventure crowd, Um, but that's fun. You kind of just you kind of feed off the crowd. Uh, It gives you give you some juice, give you some extra motivation to kind of go out there and and give it your all. So uh, it definitely didn't hurt the fact that everyone was cheering against us. Like I think we kind of we came in the league as kind of an underdog, and obviously that season didn't go as well as it could have. So obviously playing one of the better teams in the league, it's always you're always going to come out with some fun. Yeah, and
0: I'm looking at the box score right now, and you're gonna love the stats I'm gonna be reading to you right now. You were 11 of 30, 29 points, three of 13 from three. So eh, you know what, but that's you know you got the scoring done. Posley had 32, right? Dion Wright actually had 32 in that game. Uh so I guess just what did it feel like after that win? Because that was a draining win for you guys. Because that game was like at like that game almost ended
3: at like midnight. Yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely draining. I think. It didn't seem as draining during the game, obviously, because your adrenaline's going. And I mean, 1130 is not great, but I was going to go down with the ship at that point. Um, that's that's one thing that I would not do is kind of stop shooting. I think that's how my career has gone. But um, yeah, it was definitely draining. And then knowing that we had it, we had to play another game the next day. Like if it would have been like back in high school when we had a tournaments, when we played four games in a day. I've would been OK, but my body started. To, my, you could definitely definitely take a toll on your body uh, playing back to back to back. But yeah, it was it was draining. But that's where we wanted to be. That's the reason why we came to Davidson to play against good teams and i uh, be able to compete on a bigger stage. So I, it was it was exciting. Obviously, didn't go finish the way out. Finish the way that we had hoped. But it was definitely being in the Barclays Center, one of the nicer gyms in, in the NBA. So obviously, that's just a memory that I'm always gonna have. Yeah, I'll have
0: that memory too, but for way different reasons. (laughs) Unfurled, you kind of wanted to ask about some of the the Twitter back and forth. I'm trying to find my tweets from that night back in March of 2016. March 11th, 2016. By the way, March 11th is not a good day because that's also when the NBA got shut down in 2020. But March 11th, 2016, four years before that, that was the uh, infamous night. So first off, before I find that, Unfurled, go ahead and Explain to people about what exactly <laughs> happened before last year's game at Bonaventure.
1: Yeah, I think I think Jack just made a, a comment about how Peyton Aldridge was going to be back in the Riley Center to watch that Davidson game where they kicked our ass by like 30 last year. And I don't know if Bonafans just uh, once again got a little too uh, a little too lubed up and got drunk. And after that 30 point that 30 point loss at Davidson. Put well, that's on a us, given. That's they, a given. Yeah. I remember, I remember that night. I was drowning my sorrows in, in some Jameson. Do you remember it? They- <laughs> Do you actually remember it? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah. I remember. Not. Re- I mean, I remember. No, not really. I'm kid, I guess, I'm just, I, guess I'm I, just, I don't remember. I'm
0: just fucking it. with you. You're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, and, and then it, I woke up the next day. I didn't feel too well. Um, and I was looking through Twitter, and it was just a all-out war between – Jack Gibbs and maybe like one or two Davidson fans and it seemed like 200 Bonaventure fans yeah. and even like Jalen Adams was Jalen Adams said Peyton uh, got
0: involved too for Davidson
1: I don't know I didn't see him getting involved I saw, I, or was it
0: Jack no maybe not Jack I don't know one of them
3: yeah Peyton's usually pretty uh kind of staying out of conflict so I highly doubt that he would have uh, hopped in <laughs> on a Twitter Twitter yeah conflict.
1: speaking of that 2016 game they I mean some of these came up some tweets about that game came up throughout this, this night of uh, what what solidified you as first team All-A-10 Twitter villain. Uh, you said four <laughs> years ago, I was keeping you all out of the NCAA tournament. Oh, how times change. I almost forgot. Imagine if you all would have beat us in the 2016 A-10 tournament and gotten at large. Oops. And then, and then you said rivalry because someone said Bonas and Davidson is a rivalry. You said rivalry bonos would be better off hitting up fordham for an attempt at a rivalry shaking my head that one hurt that one hurt whenever you compare us to fordham it really really stings but
0: yeah by I mean, the way said,
1: by the way pour one out for uh jeff neubauer
3: <laughs> yeah um oh yeah tough, tough one there <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah uh you i mean th- there were some jabs at olean you you respectfully decline the rivalry seeing that you don't want any association with the city of olean there is just there's a lot of back and forth so what what from your perspective was that like
3: i remember i had i had had a game in belgium and we had won so obviously our team was feeling pretty good and peyton was telling me how he was going there and how uh people were people were some of the fans were yelling across the court at him and and stuff like that so I mean, and obviously we we had a pretty good showing there, so I wanted to have a, l- a little fun. I did not know that the entire St. Bonaventure community was going to jump on Twitter, but <laughs> obviously I was I took that in stride and kind of was throwing jabs back and forth. Um, obviously, nothing malicious, but just just having some good fun uh, with another great program that's in the A10, and I think uh, I think it was a good night. We were uh, we were enjoying it. I had a bunch of my college teammates and people from Davidson kind of texting me, telling me, telling me what to say and here and there. So it was, I think, I think a lot of people were enjoying it.
0: See where you pivoted from me for being like ultimate sports villain to like somebody who I actually wanted to like ride with is because one of the Bonnie's fans said something terrible to you, like something along the lines of like, I hope you tear an ACL or something really scummy. And then I forgot what exactly you said as a, as a clap back at that. And that's when I'm like, you know what? He broke my heart like four years ago with that performance. But God damn it, this guy is awesome with how he's coming back <laughs> at these bodies hands. And I mean, you got to recognize the scoreboard is what it is. So that's when I'm like, all right, we got to get this guy. Because I think it, I'm looking back on it. I called you um, I called you like the A-10's Diego Costa, who was like a soccer player who he kind of wore a mask that you had at one point. And I was like, that is not mm-hmm. – that is an absolute compliment because he is a really good scorer and is also reviled by some certain fan bases. So that was just the back and forth there. When you did play in the Riley Center as a, as a Wildcat, did you did you have anything going back and forth? Did you hear anything from the students? Because I feel like – I remember there was one game I was at that was actually during winter break. So I don't know if there were students there for you.
3: Yeah, I, I remember there was – I think – I'm not sure how many times I played in the Riley and I remember the one – it was tough because Brian Selvin was out with a concussion as well as our foreman, Jordan Barham. So it was kind of like me and Peyton. I think you guys edged us out at the end, but it was like pretty close back and forth. We might've, we might've lost the lead, but yeah, it was, it was fun. You guys definitely had a good crowd. Uh, I can see, I can see that there's not much to do in Olean. so people (laughs) like to get rowdy before games, which I can appreciate. So I appreciate that. I think, I think places like that where fans are interacting and obviously not saying anything too crazy, but like kind of throwing, throwing shade at the other team. Like you enjoy that as a basketball player, as a, someone who wants to compete. So uh, It was definitely enjoyable. One of the more enjoyable there, their VCU kind of places where, where they can, they can get uh they get after a little bit. So I, I definitely enjoyed playing there just as a, as a basketball fan and someone who enjoys the, compete at a at a high at a high level
1: yeah gibbs played in the riley center one time it was on oh, january 2nd 2016 i don't think so i shot
3: the ball too well
1: there were <laughs> you uh no you didn't shoot the ball too he's well, gonna be like i, I was that. exactly six
3: for 28 that night it was a terrible it might he's, gonna been, remember it. he's gonna be it like i've um, been it might have been close to that honestly yeah it was six, i'm just gonna six say you're 17. like um
0: you're like, um, oh, the coach of the Sean McVay, the coach of the Rams, who's like, I can mem- remember. He just
3: knows everything. Yeah, he
0: knows like every play from like eight <laughs> weeks ago, like yeah. down to the play. I'm like, I do de- remember. You know like, a st- amount of
3: plays there. So I do remember. Yeah. I actually remember a decent amount from a lot of my games. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun, like thinking back. But yeah, there was. I took a definitely a lot of questionable shots that game, but we obviously two of our starters are out, so. Yeah, Yeah. And I was, like I said, I'll go down the ship. Like I'll take full responsibility (laughs) if I have an off night. But if we're going to, if we're going to lose, I want it to be on me. January
1: 2nd. So we're not going to forget that
0: game because we don't really remember many of the Davidson losses to us because Davidson's been kind of beating us ever since that triple overtime. I think that triple overtime game kind of cursed us.
3: Yeah. I remember I I was over in Belgium and that happened and I woke up and I saw like Peyton had 40 had 40 half of your team at 40 i was like this is unbelievable
1: if you want to watch that again i will be live streaming it i believe thursday night i'll i'll tag you on it and you can watch it with, with right, the bonner perfect. community get on there we'll get we'll and get then,
3: on there too when are we live streaming that 2016 a10 tournament game never i don't have oh that. yeah i don't have yeah. that one I yeah. can get yeah. you, i'll get you the film to that if you need it to live stream <laughs>
1: All I remember from that game is Marcus Posley dealing with, like, a hip injury and just laying on the baseline in pain because he played, like, 40 minutes a game and crying crying that night because I, I mean, knew that, we were going to get snubbed. That loss hurt even before
0: we got snubbed. It was just kind of like bad oh, yeah. juju in the just air. Just like, okay, this is going to happen. They're going to screw us, and they did. So
1: Yeah. Spe- <laughs> speaking of, like, all this A-10 talk, you played, actually, your freshman year in the Southern Conference. What was it like going from that conference to the A-10?
3: Yeah, I think – I don't think uh, people really respected us when we jumped from the SoCon to the A10. Obviously, I played a decent amount my freshman year, but we had seven seniors, so it was kind of we kind of like had a decently new team coming into the new conference. And I know one um, one Bleacher Report article said that we were not going to win a game in the A10. So like obviously, you hear things like that. Like I think the coaches' poll or the media poll had us like near the bottom, and obviously, we all knew that. We had a good system. We had, like, a pretty good, uh, like, team culture. And we knew that we could we could make some noise. So, like, every game coming out, we just wanted to put it on people. And I think I think we did a pretty good job the first year of kind of shocking the league and kind of putting Davidson back on the maps after Steph Curry's obviously run. And so I think it was, it was definitely enjoyable coming to a new conference, getting to see new places. I didn't have to go back to Cullowee for western carolina so that was nice
0: <laughs> wcu there are some there are some, I know somebody that went there
3: <laughs> there are some places in um in the socon where like you're the we had to like drive to samford like it was so like we got to charter places in the a10 and it was obviously better competition so like I said as a competitor like that was a, that was a dream come true be able to jump to a league like the a10
0: we have a lot of non-bonus fans that might pop into this pod. So stop complaining about Olean because it could be worse. You could be going to West Carolina.
3: <laughs> That's true. That is true. So West Carolina is worse than Bonaventure in terms of just travel. <laughs> um, I see like the whole upstate New York area has just not been kind to me. we played we played niagara and like we landed and it was like hailing and sleeting it was like horrible and i was like i never want to come back to this part of new york ever again
1: that's what it was like today here (laughs) i can imagine it was sleeting yeah
3: so what's so what's the
0: so post davidson what's it been like either both a for yourself on the court and then b just kind of like following davidson you know following them kind of being a little bit of a mentor to guys like kellen grady and john Axel goodman's like what's it kind of been like from both angles of your post-college
3: career yeah so i played two years i played my first year in belgium then i went to finland and then i had it i've had a couple ankle surgeries because i had like extra bones so like obviously that didn't help anything and went back to belgium and tore my hamstring twice right before it ended so i've been kind of rehabbing that uh but basketball's still fun. i enjoy it um right now I while i'm back here kind of rehabbing getting back healthy i have a uh, taking a coaching spot at my high school that I went to. So kind of seeing the other side of basketball has been enjoyable, seeing people grow and learn and kind of thing. And as for our team now, like, are we still – I have a group message with all my teammates I went to school with, so we watch every game. Um, and, yeah, I've been I've been talking to Kellen and Carter here and there just to kind of keep them. I know Coach McKellip can be hard on people, but obviously we all wanted that. He's one of the greatest coaches ever. So just kind of trying to keep them everyone in high spirits. And I think we're playing pretty well right now. Um, be- beating UMass was a big, big win. Um, so I think we're we're hoping to keep it rolling. Obviously, hopefully, we can play this game. Uh, obviously, same bond adventure has always been like a, a fun, a fun uh, game between us too. Um, fun for you guys, at least, at least lately. Yeah, and I've been <laughs> and I've been a little quiet on Twitter lately. So I would love to throw some more jabs. No, I'm just kidding, but um.
0: Well, I think, yeah, I, I think, think th- it's because of the Browns,
3: right? Because that's been wrong. Oh. Hey, I was I was rooting for the Brownies because yeah. Sh- <laughs> if we don't, if they call the targeting and we don't fumble the end zone, we win. Because Chad Henney has never been good against Ohio teams, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> we can't just keep gassing you up about 2016. We got to get one of those in.
1: <laughs> and you could have come yeah, to Upstate could've New been- York and play. Uh,
3: went to the game in in Buffalo. <laughs> Oh, I was going to. I was coming to. If the, if the Browns won, I was going to be in Buffalo at at some <laughs> bar. Oh my god! Secure. I was definitely up there. Did we, we get I Jack I Gibbs, Gibbs to body back. slam a body uh, body slam a table? <laughs> I would have done it at, at some point after a couple beers. I'm but a Bills um, fan.
1: I would have been right there with you.
3: Yeah. So the Browns, we had a chance, but I'm I'm proud. I think we have a bright future. It's nice going into a year not having yeah. to change coaches and quarterbacks. So right, yeah. Think we can right. we can kind of build on that. All
0: right. So Bonnie's and Davidson. What do you think is gonna happen? What do you think are they gonna be the keys for
3: different Davidson? I don't know much about the Bonnies team, but you guys have a pretty good big man, right? Yep, Oshun Oshun. Um, yeah. so I think probably probably slowing him down inside. I'm, I I heard he's a force. So kind of doing that and then but you guys have had trouble guarding us in the past, so just running our offense and doing what we do best. I think we'll be just fine.
0: <laughs> you can't see this, but the way you look, like, oh, just running our offense. Like, we'll just yeah, – so, yeah, we just got so you know. Whatever, make our, make our usual eight is, open threes in the first ten minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, we got a couple flares here and there. Get some open shots and get some confidence.
0: <laughs> well, Jack Gibbs, former Davidson great, uh, current basketball player over in overseas right now in between spots. Thank you so much for joining us. You're a friend of ours. You may not be a friend of all Bonne Nation, but you got two friends right here from the Bonnies. <laughs> if you if you want it.
1: if you want to win over the entire Bonne Nation, you can play for us. Maybe in the TBT this summer. Ah, that's true. Put on the, put on the brown and white colors.
3: Put, put on the Bonnet <laughs> colors, Jack. Well, on, even, you can put on white. The,
0: that's a neutral
1: color.
3: White's even neutral the color. colors, like <laughs> they they picked the worst city and gave you all the worst colors. Like, no,
1: brown. Br- no, they mean something. We're a Franciscan school. It's the brown of the friar robes. How can you say that as a Browns fan too?
0: No, of the
3: mountaintops. Yeah, yeah you're a Browns. Some fan. color. We have some orange with like kind of. Doesn't gets make a little sense. Bit better. You're like a gold? Browns
0: fan, but you have orange helmets. I know you've heard that a million <laughs> times before, but come on. Yeah,
3: this, you set yourself up for this. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, the the orange and Browns. love better wearing brown and white. So we're we're gonna agree to disagree on this. So we're okay. gonna go while we're <laughs> still <laughs> friends. I think that's fair.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jack, for joining us. No
3: problem. Go cats. Now, no. fun times in <laughs> Cleveland today.
0: Cleveland! Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Come and look
3: at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Who knows you might even, even see, see this guy. guy.
0: You there you have it. Jack West Gibbs, history. Persona it's Non Grata. At Bonaventure. Watch the poor people. He was, he was a great guy to talk to. a Little bit cocky, but you know what? That's not a surprise with his on court demeanor. We love talking to him. And I was I was disappointed that he did not like the brown and white colors of our uniforms. As a Browns fan.
1: I know. Come on. Yeah. Apparently I guess the or- when the orange is is <laughs> When orange is included, it looks okay, I guess. I don't know. I love our colors. They're actually meaningful. Um, But, yeah, getting back to Gibbs, uh, he gave us nightmares. Uh, He was just such a volume shooter. Uh, If he was missing, he didn't care. He just kept shooting until he finally hit. Uh, But, you know, just a great, like, A-10 villain for us and, you know, for Twitter and I think that Bonas and Davidson should be official A-10 rivals soon, especially if this game is, is a good game and maybe we play them in the tournament this year. We got we to gotta officially crown Bonas and Davidson A-10 rivals. They're two of like the three smallest schools in the country. We've had such great games. Um, so let's get it done.
0: I hope so. They're kind of a Southern Bonas. But we did record that, like I mentioned before the interview. We we did record that before Davidson's pause when we were supposed to play them back on the 30th of January. So Jack didn't give us an official prediction, although I'm pretty sure he still would have said the same thing. Oh, we're just going to shoot the lights out over you guys, blah, blah, blah. But what do you think (laughs) is going to happen in this game? Because Davidson... Now getting moved to Friday, a huge game against a really tough team that we've never heard of, Southern Virginia <laughs> University. Man, that's they might be too tired after playing them less than 48 hours uh, before our game.
1: D3, right? Were they one in 25 last year? One 25 last year. You in are right. D3? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Davidson, one of the tallest teams in the country. They go like. Collins is 63, Grady's 65, Hyung-jung Lee is 67, Menenga 69, Bracovic 611. So they are a big team. They're not overly athletic. Grady is extremely athletic, but you know, they're not overly athletic like a VCU, um, not a physical like a St. Louis, you know, just the the typical Davidson team. One thing I think that will probably help us as far as you know us not having much depth is they are the slowest paced team in the entire country. They slow it down so much. Um, their tempo is last in the nation. Uh, they really take their time. They get into their half court sets. They, they are very disciplined. And McKillop, as usual, has them very disciplined and shooting well. So uh, I do think this is a better matchup for us than Past Davidson teams have been for us Obviously still very worried That Young Jung Lee is going to come in And hit you know 11 threes against us But um, And also there's something To be said about them coming off Pause too and yeah, Some teams like Richmond have gotten Crap for playing a, a cream puff Off pause I don't think it's the worst idea It's
0: not a bad idea but it's soft
1: It's yeah, soft kind of <laughs>
0: Not in the middle of eight tens. 10s come on I, I
1: wish they team. didn't do it, of course, but, you know, they did have quite a long pause. It was 17 days or so, um, and there is something to be said about that. So maybe they will come in a little rusty, but it is Davidson, so probably not.
0: No, of course, they'll be shooting lights out. And you mentioned yeah. the three-point shooting, and of course, that'll always be a key, stopping them from deep. They're 75th in the country right now in three-point offense, but they give up the fewest offensive rebounds per game, according to Ken Palm. Mm -hmm. So that tells me the rebounding is really going to be important for us, especially if we aren't necessarily shooting as hot, because then we will be one and done every possession if we're missing, because these guys rebound tremendously. They do have a height advantage. Usually I'm used to have us having the height advantage, but actually they have a significant height advantage this time around. So that will be tough. I think if we continue to, Defend the perimeter well, which we have done throughout the season, except maybe the St. Louis game and oddly the Fordham game. We did very well defending the three against VCU, but unless we lapse on that, I think we can hang around and hopefully with home shooting, we'll be able to get away with this win.
1: I don't love any of our matchups in this one. I think that they do... (sighs) You know, I, I get that I just said, as far as Davidson goes, this is a decent matchup for us, but they have really good players all over the place. Uh, I, I'm i interested to see how we will guard Grady and Lee. I think, you know, because Menenga at, at the four spot is 6'9", so I'd assume Adway might be on him. You're probably going to get Welch yeah, on nice. Grady. Holmes on... Uh, or Welch on Lee excuse me and Holmes on Grady I would imagine um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see I, I we are a very good this is probably Schmidt's best three-point defense team so I do think we uh, you know I, I like this Davidson matchup better than past years because of that um, I was surprised to see how good they are uh, limiting offensive rebounds I don't think they have any Phenomenal individual rebounders um that probably just has to do with their size, so uh we're more athletic across the board, so I think. I think we can get some, you know, second chance points, but you know, they don't really turn you over. They're pretty much the opposite of VCU. Uh not saying they're bad at all. They're they're a very good team. Just style-wise, they're the opposite of VCU. They don't try to turn you over like VCU does. They really really slow it down. They're not going to press. They're just going to get into their half-court offense and defense. So in that way, I think, you know, Lofton can really get into his rhythm, not really be forced into turnovers. We can kind of get into our half court offense and Lothan can get back to being a distributor and finding guys with the hot hand instead of, you know, just basically trying to get the ball over the court and then hopefully finding someone. I just hope we don't try to get into a three point shooting
0: contest with them because that'll probably mean a loss. We have to keep yeah. attacking the rim. We have to keep doing the backdoor cuts that usually work and keep finding Away along the baseline those kind of plays will work I do think Oshun uh one-on-one matches up still pretty well with Brekovich. I still think oh, yeah. Yeah. that Oshun is the better player between the two even if Oshun's had a little bit of a rougher o- offensive season mm-hmm. I think we can't fall into the trap of wanting to outshoot Davidson because you don't really outshoot Davidson unless Kellen Grady were to go 0 for
1: 12 or something which I'm not betting on that for happening. I do like um, Oshun's matchup with Bragovic down low. The last few years, Oshun, I think, has pretty much got the better of him. Um, Bragovic, more of an offensive guy. And you saw what Oshun has done against even the best bigs in the conference. Uh, Hughes and Hassan French, um, you know, those guys aren't great offensively. I think Bragovic probably better offensively, but I trust ocean to you know be able to um kind of win that matchup in the way he has in the past uh it's more the if he plays the way
0: I he did about. against french for st louis yeah he should be able to lock down break right. no problem
1: i agree i i Brockovich probably french looked totally out of sorts in that game but what i don't want to see us doing is what we did against st louis and collapsing on Brokovich if he's not killing us and leaving guys like Lee and Grady open on the outside like we did with Perkins. Nope. (laughs) We can't do that. And hopefully, you know, that St. Louis game is still fresh in our memory and and how Perkins did in that second half is still fresh in our memory. And we stay, you know (laughs) – more close much closer to Grady and some of their perimeter shooters because the you know Perkins just had way too many wide open looks in that game and Jimerson was open in the corner a bunch we just can't do that against Davidson
0: oh I don't I don't even want to think about it but but Sunday will be fun it's a huge game that we need to win Davidson is technically second place in the A-10 because they haven't played in quite mm-hmm. a few days and they only have two losses so we need to beat them if we want to avoid possibly falling down out of a double buy which would be really weird and we don't even know exactly how the a10 is gonna be doing the a10 tournament seedings but that doesn't mean anything just get out there and win winn on sunday thank you all so much for listening to us here on sb unfurled and friends be sure if you haven't followed us already on twitter at lilbana at sb unfurled Subscribe to us. Rate us on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much for joining us. Have a good day.